Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by Corey Johnson, PJ of Manitoba Professional and General Manager of Breezy Bend Country Club. He got his start as a junior at Breezy Bend before working his way up to where he is now. Super excited to be in Studio C, I guess we can call it. Usually Studio A, sometimes Studio B, and now Studio C, the lovely Breezy Bend Country Club. What would you call this? The boardroom, the this conference room? This is the boardroom, room? yeah. This is the boardroom. All right, the so this is where they, wow. the decisions get made. Yeah. And uh, we're happy to bring in none other than the general manager of Breezy Bend Country Club, Corey Johnson. Corey, thank you so much for uh, helping us out and while we're enjoying some some lovely beers here. So what are we drinking right now? We're drinking the uh, 1919 Little Brown Jug Belgian Ale, nice local craft beer. And it is delicious. I think, uh, well, we're kind of the same right now, the same Very level. tasty. Is yeah. this a race? Are they, no, it's it, not a race. these <laughs> bottomless? <laughs> I, th- I think the, when, the one time we did... <laughs> The one time we did a, a, a real live show, um, I guess at right. uh, Fourth Line Pub and Grill, we had people chirping us online because we were also on Facebook Live saying, drink those beers. Right. So, you guys so, got to drink trying, a lot faster to keep gonna, up with uh, <laughs> Justin McDonald here, J-Mac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he might have had two done by now. <laughs> J-Mac, another guy that we got to have on the pod. We for met, sure, uh, we met sure. Garth Collins. And uh, as always, we want to give a huge shout out to uh, Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 three four four six and as well we're going to hook you up with a cake so dq nick and the nick and nicky group of dqs they are corporate members i nice. believe no, that's breezy ben's f- uh, full member yeah oh, New- full member. Okay. member yeah nick's a great guy uh, he knows a number of our members lives in the area and uh, he's been a great addition to the club well happy to hear that uh, he probably won't win anything knowing his golf game but uh, <laughs> nonetheless <laughs> we'll just we'll challenge him we're supposed to come out and play with him but we got to find yeah. some time to uh, to actually get out and play nick's pretty good he's pretty good he's very consistent Consistent. He likes to hit, you know, he hits his uh, 250 wow. yard drives down yeah, the fairways. For sure. One of those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I've said too much. <laughs> well, uh, nonetheless, you are going to get an eight inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs a DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. All right. So, sorry, Nick. Hopefully you don't beat my ass next time uh, we actually get out and play, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, But, Corey, let's get into you and how you got into this wonderful game of golf. Sure. Yeah. I, um... 
I've been around the club in a lot of years. I've been uh, I've been here for th- over thirty years. I was uh, a junior member here, and um, I was going to say you're what thirty five now. A little older than that, <laughs> okay. uh, but I became GM here at age twenty nine, which wow. was a wow. pretty good risk for the club. But uh, I started working here when I was fifteen years old, just uh, working in the back shop, picking up range balls on the driving range, and uh, moved my way up. I was uh, assistant golf professional under Sandy Patterson, uh, legendary golf professional. He was the uh, head pro here for 37 years. Uh, Sandy was uh, so well thought of, did such a good job for Breezy over the years, taught me everything that I know, and I was a great, uh, great ambassador for the club. Um, But uh, I worked for Sandy Patterson for a number of years, and then uh, when this job came up, the previous GM said there may be an opening, and uh, I applied. I had finished my commerce degree, and I have an honors um, criminology degree as well, but I have my Bachelor of Commerce degree and uh, the board at the time uh, did a search for a GM and our members came to bat for me. A number of letters went to the board thinking mm-hmm. I should have a shot at it and at age 29 I became GM here. So wow. uh, again, started on the range in the back shop, moved up to the front, um, golf professional and then uh, became GM. So with a criminology background, a lot of investigations go on here. I wouldn't want to do anything inappropriate now. I'm worried. Way too many. Let's put it that way. That is an interesting background, though. Is that kind of something that you were looking at, like really getting into? And yeah, I was golf looking to get into the over? RCMP, actually. Oh, okay, okay. At one time, I went through, uh, finished the physical ability test and uh, um, got to one of the final stages. Didn't get in the first year, reapplied, but then Ken Esdale, the previous GM, said, he'd be moving on in a couple of years. So then I uh, finished my commerce degree and, and uh, the board took a chance on me. So nice. Is that kind of history? Yeah. Is that kind of how it works then? So there is still like yourself as in a management role, there's a professional and an assistant or associate professional, but there's also a board. So is that part of the shareholders of the club? Yeah. Yeah. The, the board basically consists of 15 shareholders of the club. Yeah. As general manager, I sort of oversee all aspects of the operation, whether it's turf care, golf operations, food and beverage, uh, obviously sales and marketing is big. Um, so yeah, um, but at the same time, I'm very fortunate because we have a great team here and maybe we can get into that later. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah, well, I, I always am curious to see uh, anyone who comes on the show if they remember their first set of golf clubs. Like, do you remember your first set? I do. And there's a real quick story here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm 14 years old. I'm a junior golfer here. We just started playing. A few of my buddies and I, uh, we got a membership at Breezy. Um, one of the guys is David Woods, who's now the director of golf at the Vintage Club in Palm Springs. It's an oh. incredible club. We actually should get him on the show. I was going to say, what are we doing here? Let's uh, go <laughs> No kidding. Let's get down there. Take the freezer truck. <laughs> I think it's only a $250,000 entrance fee and you have to buy a $2 million home on the course or something. But so uh, David and I are playing here and we're on the ninth hole waiting for uh, the group ahead of us. And uh, I think I'm playing with hand-me-down clubs for my grandfather. I think they're like Sam, C- Sam Snead clubs. <laughs> and uh, him and I are waiting there. And all of a sudden we look down into one of my golf clubs. We look at the signature uh, uh, that's engraved into the clubs and it says Marilyn Smith. Ah, <laughs> Mike's so grandmother. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, actually, that's my mom's name, Marilyn. Yeah. So I guess Marilyn Smith was this LPGA tour player at the no. time, and uh, I'm using my grandmother's clubs for the first three weeks of playing wow. here. So uh, we Holdy never lets me hear the end of that. Uh, how are those Marilyn Smiths treating your game? But, uh, so the next day, basically, my mom took me to Lonnie's Golf Shop, which is across the street on, uh, from Caddy Shed on Portage wow. Avenue. That is Lonnie's Golf Shop goes way back, mm-hmm. and I, my first set of clubs was Titleist uh, DTRs, Distance Through Research. So I used those clubs for two or three years. My goodness, what a... Wow, yeah. what a story. That's history in itself right yeah. there. They had these sweet <laughs> aluminum shafts, though. You aluminum? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the flex aluminum, on those? No kidding. But anyway, that was pretty funny. Oh, that is impressive. So shout out to yeah. Mike's mom. Yeah, I'll have to ask her about her LPGA days. About the Marilyn Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Mike in his goalie days with the... Uh, well, I think you're still playing goalie, aren't you? <laughs> not, not that I know of, but I did uh, I did hear that Corey was a goalie at one point. I, I picked up goaltending late in life, uh, age probably, yeah, four or five years ago. I think it was 41. Really? Took, uh, wow. took up goaltending. Always wanted to be a goalie. My mom wouldn't let me. I played <laughs> forward forever, um, but gave up hockey at age 19. And then at age 41 or 42, I picked up goaltending. And now I play four or five times a week. That's amazing. I play with the golf professionals Thursday mornings in the winter uh, at Varsity View. Wow. All the golf pros get together and play. And then I play in the Charleswood League and uh, the Central League and Jeez. Have a lot of fun with that. That's quite so. the feat to pick yeah. it up, uh, you know, that late in life. I yeah, mean, it's fun. You got you to gotta be flexible to be a goalie, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Which We're probably, working on uh, the butterfly. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> helps, but it's going pretty good. Helps yeah. the golf game. Yeah. I want to go it back. Must. I want to go back before you were what, 14 <laughs> or 15 starting on the range here and talk a little bit about how Breezy got its start and how did it come about. Sure. Yeah. Breezy Bend started in 1961. Um, This was a farmer's field. Uh, Jack McMahon uh, was the, he owned the land. He lived in the house just across the street here. Mm -hmm. And um, he decided one day that he wanted to build a golf course. I think he went to a championship match at St. Charles Country Club and loved it and uh, talked to his wife and they thought it was something they could do. So him and uh, a couple locals um, decided they were going to build this golf course. So uh, I think they built it from 1959 to 1961. And um, yeah, that's sort of the history. It became a private club in 61. And... um, Today we have 525 shareholders and about 650 to 700 members. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It said, uh, I think it was a public course. I was reading an article Initially, for yeah. one year and exactly. it was uh, $30 for a, a season. So I'm, wow. I was hoping then, to then try and get, get that those deal. munis off of there. And <laughs> yeah. 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 And then uh, the other thing it said was Jack wasn't a golfer himself. No. Which is kind of yeah. crazy yeah. to think. Like, it's one thing for a golfer to start a golf course that's already kind of insane. To be expected, maybe. Right. But yeah. But for a non golfer to start a golf course, that's fairly, okay. uh, um, you know, entrepreneurial to say the for least. Sure. No, it was yeah. a big undertaking. There's lots of stories about him and a tractor and getting stuck trying to move oak trees. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, he actually has a, a he he wrote a diary as he was building the course, and it's it's very interesting. Really, stuff, so. that's cool. I didn't realize he lived across the street because yeah, that's yeah, a pretty a, iconic house, like just across it the sure parking is. lot. Yeah, no doubt. Wow, 
Very yeah. cool. And is most of it, I mean, we might get into some of the uh, the actual physical course stuff uh, in a bit, but is the layout generally the same from when it was when it first opened or was, has there been quite, you know, quite a bit a, of changes? A lot of the a lot of the holes go north-south and that mm-hmm. hasn't changed. However, uh, we have done a lot of changes in recent years. Um, uh, brand new greens on, and we, we might want to get into this later, but we, we have brand new greens on holes two, three, six, uh, five, um, 12, 13. Wow. Um, so yeah, a number of the greens are being re- redone now. We're doing number seven and number 15 this fall. So uh, I would say the course doesn't look anything obviously like it did mm-hmm. back then. And it's just so great to see how far it's come, especially in the last 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's most exciting. The members get excited every year to see what new improvements are coming to their course. So um, the old greens, unfortunately, they weren't built properly. Uh, he tried mm-hmm. his best, but they, uh, they're push-up clay, push-up greens. So they hold water. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of undulation to them. So I think uh, by the end of this year, we'll have nine new greens and nine old greens uh with two more coming so nice how does, yeah how does that work when when you go through it is that something that has to go through the board is you know is there a suggestion box where people are like we got to fix this green sure you know there's a greens committee and they, <laughs> okay. they contribute yeah. for sure um but yeah essentially these improvements are all approved by the board and uh, we try to spend money on the golf course but then we know we have to keep the, the clubhouse up as well right which so, is beautiful because i think you recently yeah. you pumped some money into the clubhouse yeah, we did itself, a million right? dollar clubhouse renovation wow. just uh five or six years ago uh so the members have been excited about that the stone patio the new first tee area is all new um so the best compliment that i get is when somebody plays here at breezy bend and they haven't played in eight or ten years and they come back and they say wow i don't recognize the place so mm, yeah. it's come a long way we've spent eight million dollars in capital improvements in the last 12 years and we haven't done any member assessments no capital funds nothing so mm, just, interesting so it's probably changed a little bit uh since you were uh, playing here as a junior yeah for sure it has <laughs> yeah yeah one of the big improvements was um holes five and 14 used to be basically the exact same par three they're at the back of the back of the course mm-hmm. and uh, when we did the big improvements on 12 13 and 14 um that no longer exists so and then uh, last year we built a new fifth green which is amazing and uh three and six and number two as i mentioned are, are brand new as well right and i think that was you've been working with tyler kearns from yes. Curry golf design so he was a an episode mm-hmm. i think it was maybe episode 16 last year on season one something like that which was very interesting because yeah. we never we didn't know how a green was even built sure and, uh, <laughs> so yeah fun. tyler worked under renowned architect david grant mm-hmm. who was our architect before and we saw tyler coming up i know tyler he used to play junior golf here mm-hmm. and uh him and i are friends and uh, so we had some talks and he's come in he's so knowledgeable nobody studies the game of golf and golf architecture like tyler mm-hmm. he travels the country north america looking at golf courses and so what he's done for us there on three and six and number five we're very impressed with and his designs for seven and 15 look so good so uh um it's exciting stuff i know those new holes uh up to they're kind of playable now they're all so three five and six are all grown in they're all looking good the members love them um this fall starting september 2nd uh, right after we host the 2022 canadian women's mid-amateur and senior championship the day after construction starts and um so Tyler will be in. He's uh, overseeing the, the construction. 
And uh, we want to have those greens back in play by early July of next year. Nice. Mm. So on those national championships, even provincial championships, mm-hmm. is that something that comes through you or is there another committee for that or like you to say it, Golf Manitoba or Golf Canada? Yeah, initially it comes to out? my desk and okay. then we approach the board and ask them if they'd like to host. We've always found um, we like to help the national and provincial um organizations uh, we love hosting golf tournaments and championships so we like to think every two or three years we'll host an event whether it's the matter to a mid-amateur the amateur we held the senior recently and then uh, we were approached by golf canada to uh, host a national event as well and we jumped on that so uh, the last one we held was in 2004 the canadian mid-amateur championship wow that's so, exciting yeah, yeah i was trying to do some research today to see what was coming up here and uh what has been played here recently, but I was only sure. looking at Golf Manitoba, so I okay. I didn't see the uh, the national event. So that must be yeah. pretty exciting uh, f- for sure. For yeah, you. it'll be our third national championship. We also held the Canadian Junior way back in 1979. Um, but uh, no, we love showcasing the club for sure. Yeah. At the end of this month, we're holding the PGA Champion Manitoba PGA Championship. So cool. it'll be great to welcome all the local professionals to the club. Nice. We'll be able to see all the changes as yeah. well. Superintendent will be busy this year. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And we got to talk about Craig in a little bit. For sure. <laughs> we will touch on it, but you mentioned with the professionals coming here, like you yeah. yourself, you still are a card-carrying member. So when did it pop into your mind that you wanted to actually make this a career? Sure. Well, uh, again, working for Sandy Patterson, mm-hmm. uh, he approached me and said, look, we love the job you're doing. Uh, we know you love the game of golf. Um, would you be have any interest and turning pro going for your playing ability test and I said for sure I'd, I'd love to and uh, pass my playing ability test uh, shooting 70 71 uh, back then it was a two day it was a two round event 36 holes you had to shoot 152 or better where was uh, it it was held at Bloomberg from the, from the back mm. yeah that was the course of choice all, all the time back then and uh, but when you know a number that you have to shoot I don't think you'll ever have any more pressure when <laughs> right. you, know, you only have a few strokes to play yeah. with so um, but I uh, was able to get my card and then uh, yeah became uh, assistant pro here uh, I think I was assistant pro for eight years under Sandy learned a lot and then uh, moved over to this side do you still get out a lot now or not so, so much? I used to play 70, 70 to 80 rounds a year, wow. and now I'll play 10 to 12 games a year. Mm. It's just too busy. So Mondays we'll have corporate events here, smaller groups. Tuesday is what we mentioned earlier. We have men's and ladies leagues on Tuesdays. Wednesday is ladies' day and men's night. That's why it's so busy here tonight. Um, <laughs> Thursday is corporate tournament day. And then Fridays we'll have weddings or member social events. Saturdays is weddings. Sundays is banquets or, or book work. And mm. uh, we do it all again the following week. So wow. it's uh, it's a busy place. So it's a lot of work. So when do you sleep? <laughs> October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, it must be quite an undertaking. And even talking to all the the professionals or even just golfers here, you really have to get out and play, like make hay while the sun shines, right? Does it, 
uh, the old saying. And like in the, in the winter, are you still here or do you at least yeah, try and get, get no. away? Maybe go to Palm Springs. Yeah, no, we get away. We go on a number of, we try to get away on a few golf trips and things mm-hmm. for sure. But in the winter, I'm still here 40 hours a week. It feels like I'm not here because I work 80 or 90 hours a week in, <laughs> in season, but uh, I'm here seven days a week. I just feel you have to be, I feel you have to be there for your members. Um, members are looking for answers. They want to see you. Um, this is the business I chose. So I feel I have to be here from nine till nine daily, basically. Mm. And, uh, I think, uh, well, the members will say, Oh, I think the members would say that, uh, uh I'm a hard worker and, uh, um, they can rely on me. So mm, maybe, maybe they can have some of your DQ cake. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> we'll ask Nick. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it, you, you mentioned winter, mm-hmm. uh, but there's still a lot of activities to do here, even though we're, people aren't golfing. Isn't sure. That correct? Yeah. So no, November, December are really busy in the club with corporate Christmas parties, okay. weddings, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Uh, we do have uh, Chris Enos, our head golf professional, has a winter golf league. Uh, so we have two simulators nice. that are extremely well, well used. Uh, so it's a busy place over there. So we, we provide a bar over there as well and some mm-hmm. food when it's needed. Um, so yeah, we're getting busier and busier in the winter months, uh, January and February, a little slower. And then, uh, March, we start planning for the season, budgeting, uh, and get ready for, um, the busy season to start in early April. And I saw you added a skating rink, which is pretty exciting. We did, yeah, yeah. So again, we're trying to get the members here year-round. So we do cross-country skiing. Craig uh, grooms a beautiful cross-country ski trail throughout the golf course. And then we added uh, a regulation size uh, rink on the 18th pond. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know it was regulation. Flooding and grooming. Yeah. Nice. And nets. And yeah, now, two years ago when we had that mild winter, People were here every day, mm-hmm, and right. this last winter right. uh, we won't it, talk about it. It was rarely yeah. used. So, <laughs> right. but no, if we can do those things to get members using their club year round, even better. I just have to figure out a way to make money off that stuff. <laughs> well, you being a goalie, why don't you strap them <laughs> there on you in go. there and be like a buck a puck or something <laughs> like that? But I love it. Take your shots at the GM. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. <laughs> I remember that was like in uh, in the school days when they would have the, the dunk tanks. Right. And all the teachers would be in there. And there yeah. were certain teachers were like all the kids lined up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you're that teacher. I love it. I love it. Let's try it. We'll take half. Um, (laughs) We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlaszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. So, Bryce, could you let us know what the difference is between a RRSP versus a TFSA? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion with these two tools. They're both great, but uh, in a lot of instances, they're, they're, they're very opposite of each other. Uh, with a TFSA, you're dealing with post-tax money, uh, meaning you won't get a tax break when you make the initial contribution. But on, on that token, you won't be taxed on any gains that happen inside that tax-free savings account. An RRSP, on, on the other hand, uh, you're dealing with pre-tax money. You do get a tax break uh, when you make that contribution. And however, all, all of the withdrawals that you make will be taxed in the future. So uh, you can grow tax-free in the meantime inside of that uh, structure, but inevitably have to pay taxes to CRA when you draw down that account. Is there a recommendation if you're a newbie investor or someone that's new into 
wealth management that you suggest to go on one lane or the other, or do you try and do both at the same time? For most young people, a tax-free savings account is probably going to be the tool that you're going to want to maximize first. Uh, The reason for that is most younger people have a lower income or they're going to anticipate having a higher income in the future. So you want to contribute to a tax-free savings account when your income is lower or you anticipate your income is going to be higher in the future. At that same token, you're going to want to save your RSP room uh, until you're in a higher tax bracket. That way, when you are making contributions, it helps offset that higher tax that you're paying and uh, helps reduce your overall tax bill. That was Bryce Malachowski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. So what is, uh, even though you don't golf that much right now, what do you have uh, in your bag? Yeah, I'm a tailor-made guy now, oh, okay. of course. Uh, one of your guests, Sarah uh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah uh, him and I are good friends. Uh, he also worked under Sandy Patterson mm-hmm. in, in the golf shop for a while. Uh, so, of course, he's uh, he's a good friend of mine. So I'm a tailor my, tailor-made guy through and through. Yes, and thanks yeah. for supplying us those TP5 picks. I think I've lost all of mine. I have a, I have another. Well, I think I have one sleeve of two left that I'm saving for a, a sunny day. But uh, very, very thankful for those, mm-hmm. and they, uh, they've been working. Yeah, I like them. Nice. Maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. Now we're gonna have to buy them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah. Well, you mentioned the pro shop here uh ej was working in the pro shop and i got to give you props for that um great pro shop i was here for a manitoba blue cross event or uh last year it was a tournament yeah yeah and uh i hadn't played here in a while so i i was kind of got here early going to the pro shop waiting for my team i'm looking around and it was buy one get one free and uh they had great stuff great mm-hmm. like golf lifestyle brand stuff nice, which yeah. y- which is great that you guys are embracing that because that's kind of what sure. people want these yeah. days and yeah our and, head professional christina does an amazing job uh, with his retail shop uh, i think he's been ma- named manitoba retailer of the year for the last seven years in a row yeah he was also named um um, PGA professional of the year a couple of times in the last few years. So yeah, Chris does a great job with retail. The members are very fortunate. It's a fully stocked pro shop and uh, they support it well. Mm-hmm. Does he fall under your umbrella as well? Or do you he have does, a say yeah. on what gets in there or what doesn't? Uh, no, I, I leave that up you to could. him for sure. But uh, no, I oversee uh, that operation uh, from afar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, luckily, I don't need to do too much because he does such a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's a top uh, 100 Callaway fitter of the year as well. And uh, yeah, him and Nick and Andrew are other golf professionals. Um, yeah, they provide our members with legendary customer service. Nice. Mm-hmm. And does it fall under Chris's? Um, umbrella then for who's working in the pro shop and then you handle kind of the food and beverage and this side of the business or yeah, is well, it a little the club, bit of both? The club, it's a little bit of both. The club mm-hmm. pays all the staff over there. Okay. So that's why we have to keep an eye on things, but uh, they they do a great job. They do all the hiring and mm-hmm. um, many of our uh, workers are um, children and grandchildren of members and mm-hmm. students from the area. So we're lucky we have a great staff both in the golf shop and, and the clubhouse. <laughs> Great sales uh, associates in there. I bought this <laughs> this quarter zip, Swanee's <laughs> Golf. Shout out nice, to them. Nice. And uh, it was a little bit more than I wanted to spend, but it was buy one, get one free. <laughs> so I wear this thing everywhere. It just feels like silk on my body and 
I'll have to check out the pro shop after this. <laughs> How no. was that tournament, by the way, that you were playing in the Manitoba Blue Cross one? That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I won. I think we came in second place and we got a blanket <laughs> and uh, we got like a skip to dishes card and then the drinks were The comped. entire day is host, right? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Unlimited was, drink, uh, food and drink. Yeah. good day. I was very surprised we came in second place, but uh, I'm a pretty good golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you are. So I picked you as my teammate, <laughs> which uh, which is good. And on a tournament note, you mentioned was it Thursday or Thursdays right. are usually corporate yeah. tournaments. So is it like a stock or stack schedule throughout the year of, it is, of corporate yeah. tournaments? And this year, every Thursday is last couple of years. Every Thursday is booked from middle of May to the end of September. Mm. Yeah, we're getting ready for Joe Allo's big tournament tomorrow, the the Frankie's Restaurant tournament. Nice. Uh, so yeah, this year especially. Um, all of our tournaments are 144 players plus. Uh, so that's great to be, to be busy again. Um, COVID lifting, mm. people are coming back to tournaments and yeah. uh, getting out. So uh, one trend with golf tournaments is uh, not a large dinner afterwards. The tournaments mm. now with COVID we introduced, because people couldn't come indoors, we introduced food holes and drink holes in lieu of the big dinner afterwards. Mm. Yeah. And people have loved that because it's, it's a long enough day as it is. You're out on the course right. for six hours. Maybe you don't want to go in for another couple hours to eat. Mm-hmm. So we do food and drink on the course. Um, some tournaments still like to get people back in to do some fundraising right. and auctions and things. But that's a trend that's come out of COVID for sure. Have you seen golf really take off? I mean, we've mentioned it uh, numerous times on the show. Um, I'm guessing Breezy Bend is no different when we've kind oh, of seen the trajectory of golf. unbelievable. Yeah, we were busy before COVID, mm-hmm. and now we have almost 70 people on our waiting list. Wow. Um, juniors, we have 80 juniors on the waiting list, just turning people away. Unfortunately, we need the tee times for, and, and people are playing more golf too. Mm-hmm. So a working from home thing means you get to play golf four or five times oh, come a week on. all of a sudden. Don't, yeah, don't share the secrets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're finding our members are playing more golf, so to free up those tea times we have to cut back on our membership category numbers so we've cut back uh, on our junior numbers probably 30 to 40 juniors we've had to cut back on our ladies get into golf program um probably cut that in half our intermediates we had to cut because people are wanting to play more mm-hmm. um we had we had 70 members play over 100 rounds of golf last year wow it's totally unheard of yeah so now it was a perfect weather uh, right yes. year weather wise but this is uh this is a lot of golf being played <laughs> yeah well that's i mean that's astounding to me and uh just even knowing the people that I know, the, the amounts they get out and they want to get out. And is there anything that you or Chris or the team here is actively doing to ensure that, you know, maybe there's a longevity to this instead of, you know, maybe another trough coming once uh, or another sure. valley coming once we're at the kind of for peak sure. maybe right now? Yeah, no, our guys, uh, we always look to grow in the game for mm-hmm. sure. So this, I, I spoke briefly about the ladies get into golf program. Mm-hmm. Which is, this a, is awesome, by the way. Yeah. My mother-in-law, that's how she got uh, acquainted to the game. Yeah, and for sure. I loved it sure. and is now a, a member here. So there yeah. you go. No, so these ladies, um, golf can be very intimidating for, mm-hmm. for women. And um, we've created this fun uh, atmosphere where um, 
beginners are learning with other beginners so nobody feels uh, like they need to be uh, worried about how they're hitting the ball or um, so it's basically the program is $725 they get 20 rounds of golf uh, nine whole rounds of golf they get six hours of group instruction and one one-on-one lesson as well and Chris gets them onto the golf course he teaches them all about etiquette uh, mm. and these are ladies that uh, would never have gotten into the game if they didn't have this av- avenue Wow. Um, so first year we did it we had 12 ladies uh, third or fourth year into the program we had over 70 ladies so we had to back that off a little bit and now mm. this year we have 45 and that's a pretty good number maybe that's what we'll do we'll have an 18 over par get into golf we'll become honorary members at breezy bend <laughs> and then people can come out and then in the winter we can shoot pucks at you there you on the rink. There we go there you go. your schedule is full now <laughs> and then our, our junior program the guys do a great job we offer complimentary clinics to our junior members uh, very few restrictions with their tea times for juniors uh, every which is nice yeah every yeah. week we put on uh, junior closed tea we're just juniors tea off for an hour uh, so they don't need to worry about tea times on mm. those days. Uh, we we all do all kinds of events over the course of the year, whether it's an opening or a closing, a match play, a Ryder Cup junior event. Um, Chris and Andrew and Nick, again, they do an amazing job with the junior program. Yeah. So no shortage just, of championship golfers right, coming yeah. out of here. I That's mean, right. Uh, you, we're, yeah. uh, we're proud of that. Yeah, home of the champions, we like to think. Uh, I think we've won Monday Putter League the last eight out of the ten, last ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the guys, they play together. So uh, the Eric Johnsons of the world, Jamie Wilkie, Peter Moore, mm-hmm. Justin McDonald, all these guys from uh, uh, Ryan Schuldice, Braxton Kuntz. Um, Garth, they does all, Garth still Garth play Collins. or I heard he was supposed to be retiring? So Garth Collings was playing on our senior <laughs> putter team now he still tries uh, to play a little bit now we uh, garth actually works at the club oh. so garth works on our greens uh on our greens. no way yeah. that's awesome yeah so whenever there's tough pins you can blame i was gonna on say garth yeah sure. you, uh, today i got the luxury of playing it today and what hole was it um it was down near an illegal pin it was the new green on six. Okay, yeah. New green on six. It was like right on the hump. Okay. Back left. It was probably. And I one putted. I one putted, but uh, my father-in-law I think did a four chuck, and my brother-in-law <laughs> did a three. So I was happy to get out of there and a, with a one putt. But yeah. So geez, Garth is working too much that he can't play Monday putter. <laughs> okay, but okay. Uh, you know what? All those Monday putter guys they play together, and when you're playing with other good players. Um, your game gets better. Right. And so, yeah, we produced a lot of amateur champions, mid-amateur champions, junior champions. And, uh, yeah, we're proud of that. And you played on the Monday Putter team, is that back right? Back in the day, mm. yeah. Back in the day before I turned pro, I'd play Monday Putter. And, yeah, played uh, a little more competitive back then. Uh, it's a lot easier game when you're playing 80 times a year right. versus 10 times a year. It's a difficult game. Do you still find that it's easy to get into the swing of things again, though, playing not as much as you used to or maybe want yeah, to? Yeah, you know, you lose feel around the greens. Mm. Yeah, your short game uh, takes a hit, but uh, um, I like to get out there. Mm-hmm. I, and everyone tells me I got to play more, but at the same time, if I'm on the course, I can't be servicing the members. So Right, right. Yeah. And even for the events, you mentioned uh, the weddings and the banquets. 
And is that something that you're here for and you're overseeing? Is there a, like a catering manager or yeah, how does so, that all work? So we have a food and beverage manager, Jennifer okay, yeah. MacArthur. She uh, and our executive chef, Klaus Decker. they've been with the club for over 20 years. Wow. So I'm very fortunate that way. Uh, they are a great team. Jennifer's known for her incredible weddings. Uh, chef Klaus was recently recognized as a top 10 chef in Winnipeg mm-hmm. by the Free Parade. I will say the press. food is great here. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I'd tell you if it wasn't. <laughs> 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 so uh, we're going to do 50 weddings this year, which Whoa, is uh, a lot of brides to deal with, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully they're not listening. But no, um, we love weddings in that uh, Jennifer takes so much pride in, in the weddings and the decorating. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tries to make it a one-stop uh, one shop where she will help them plan. She's a certified wedding planner, so she'll, oh, help okay. them, she'll help them plan their wedding from start to finish. And we look after all the linens, all the chairs, the music, everything, the flowers. Uh, and that way the brides and grooms don't have to go all over the city looking for these vendors. Mm-hmm. So nice. they come here, we make it easy on them. We have a great matrimonial garden. In a typical year, we'll do 35 to 40 weddings, but with the COVID backup, we're, we're going to do 50 weddings this nice. year. Nice. Yeah. I think so. I've been to three weddings, three or four weddings here okay. in the last mm. few years. And I got one coming up in October right. here. Okay, so good. looking Is for it yours. It's not mine. <laughs> However, <laughs> I am engaged and oh. Uh, and I am a free agent and uh, <laughs> looking for uh, venues. So uh, looking for some free passes. <laughs> <laughs> if I uh, yeah, if, if I book my wedding with you, do I get a free eighteen holes of golf? <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's the least. But it's but the least uh, we can do. you know the social events. I, I was just kind of scrolling through your Instagram as where I I do most my in depth research. Mm, all right, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, like Super Bowl parties, Jets games, bingo, dueling yeah. pianos. I thought that was pretty That's cool. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Uh, trivia night, poker tournaments, which I'm sure mm. EJ cleans up at. Oh, uh, yeah, he's a good <laughs> poker player. <laughs> and uh, the lobster night. There's like, mm. it was 800 lobsters you guys like cooked in, in Yeah, one that night. was just last week. We had 300 people here. They ate 750 wow. lobster. Crazy. And uh, we fly those in. But social events are a big part of this club. We are, we like to, a number of clubs call themselves the friendly club, uh, but it truly is the atmosphere that sells this club. Mm. So many friendly people, uh, so many great social events. Uh, Canada Day, we're going to have 250 people out on our patio, live band, live band on the putting green. Archangel's going to do some fireworks. Oh, great. Uh, so that's always a well-attended event. So the members, uh, we call them Friday Fun Nights, and uh, we do a different theme every month, every couple weeks, and uh, the members really take to it, and uh, yeah, it's fun. A lot of couples play here, mm. um, so they get to meet other couples. They uh, all of a sudden become their friends. Right. And uh, that's fun. Yeah. Social events. I might have to get a, a social membership. Because <laughs> I was looking at that. Right. And I can yeah. afford that one. But, uh, <laughs> the, which one do I not have to get on the waiting list for? <laughs> yeah, the social right. membership. Social membership. But is that something too? So that's strictly then for members or can say members invite non members to come yeah, out and say, enjoy bring lobster guests. because I, I enjoy lobster. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> members bring guests to these events. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So maybe. My in-laws just are purposefully not bringing me, so that's good to know. I'll have a conversation with them after. They called me and invited oh, me yeah. to the Canada Day event. Yeah. I've never even met them. You don't want to. <laughs> I'm sure they're nice people. Mm-hmm. 
uh, well, we talked about the junior golf program mm-hmm. and then the events, but there was also the uh, junior garden program, which I thought was really interesting. I don't know if that's still around, but... Uh, you know what? It was something we tried one year mm-hmm. and uh, they helped our uh, gardener, Ross, a lot. Yeah, it was. The, I think it was the initial planting of all the flowers around wow. the property, um, but it was a great way for them to sort of... Um, take pride in their course and uh, yeah. give back a little bit to their club. And it worked out really well. That's fun. Yeah. And I'm sure a break from mom and dad. Yes. Well, that's, a, you know, you were mentioning, and, and I always try and mention this at least once every few shows is, you know, golf is just a great thing for juniors. A, because it's a great game. It's, you know, you get to go out with your, your friends and it's just you versus the course. You guys can, you know, shoot the shit, do whatever you want to do. But also it's a great babysitter. <laughs> no doubt. Well, hey, when I was uh, 14, from 14 to 16, I would get dropped off at 8 a.m. Yeah. and picked up at, at 8 p.m. I'd play 36 holes wow. and um, buy way too many milkshakes and breezy burgers and put them on my account. <laughs> right. And my mom was really upset with me at the end of every month. Uh, I warn juniors of that every time I'm signing up new junior members. Be careful what you're charging to your account. But, uh, it's so great to see juniors around the club because um, we know that's the future of golf so uh, it hurts me a little bit to have had to cut back a little bit on our junior numbers but uh, members have to be able to get their tee times and and, uh, it's working out extremely well Uh, we have a ballot system for tee times where Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you put your name in the ballot a request for a tee time you get a tee time so um, even though we're proud we are a busy private club and we're proud of that we did uh, for we we average about 42,000 rounds a year Um, but if members put in their ballots they get a tee time Mm, that's so, good. Uh, yeah. And I guess there's varying memberships here uh, as well, right? When it comes to say, I don't know if Mike and I would fall into a young executive maybe. Right. Yeah. Our intermediate memberships go to age 40 mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we have gold, silver, bronze memberships and then uh, a limited corporate membership as well. Mm. Cool. Yeah. It's just uh, amazing to see yeah, kind of the growth of where we were in, in, in a trough there for I wouldn't say so many years, but quite a few. And then now with, with golf skyrocketing, I mean, it's good to see. It is. It's good sure. to see as long as you stay away from the times that I want to go out and play. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, uh, it's all good. But uh, I wanted to, to chat a little bit too uh, or more about just the the renovations and the improvements that have been done to both the, the course and, and the clubhouse. And you mentioned there's no real capital assessment. So where does that funding come from? Is it through like fundraisers? Or is it, you know, just stockpiling some membership fees or pulling from some membership fees to ensure that the course is up to, you know, a standard that the members and even yourself sure. want? Well, uh, ever since we've had a full membership, uh, it provides us with about $300,000 a year in capital improvement. Okay. So um, um, that's the, the money is strictly from operations. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we try to do work to the golf course and as well as the, the clubhouse. You have to, you know, keep that up. Um, so, so, as I mentioned, we've done $8 million worth of capital improvements in the last 12 years. Much of it has been on the golf course, but we've also built a new cart storage building, a new turf care center. We've replaced boilers and air conditioners and <laughs> the boring uh, stuff. Shingles. Needs to be yeah, done. For yeah. sure, for sure. Uh, the irrigation system, that mm. was a $600,000 expense. Wow. Um, 
the new stone patio I talked about. We like to call it the number one patio in golf, uh, mainly because <laughs> it is uh, great. a lot very of late nice. nights mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, very nice. Um, patio golf is something here at Breezy Bend that oh. maybe one day you guys will be able to experience. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> you don't have to, but you just, can. Just a fun game uh, where we're using uh, night golf balls, glow okay. balls, and uh, hitting shots towards the ninth hole or the 18th oh. green. You're speaking Mike's language now. Yeah. Mike loves screen. it. And uh, there's a little bit of money on the line, and oh. uh, the guys have a great time. So it's mm. good. Wasn't that one thing too? That well, before I get into that, uh, the driving range, the new driving range right. that uh, you had to do. So I guess some balls or too many balls are being whacked into backyards. Is that what? Happened? Yeah, uh, that's for the one sure. thing I never so. understood. And not to rain on the parade of people who live on this golf course, or live on any golf course. If you live close to a golf course, you got to expect. Golf balls are coming your way. Sadly, especially the, with Mike and I out there. Sadly, the courts don't see it that way. Oh, yeah, it right. It doesn't matter who was there first. Mm-hmm. If these golf balls are ending up in their yards, mm-hmm. potentially you have an issue. Right. So to get on top of that, uh, we reorientated our uh, driving range. We built a 26,000 square foot uh, natural grass tee deck aimed in the proper direction right. away from the houses. Uh, last fall, we did a $200,000 renovation with all new target greens, drainage, irrigation, and that new driving range is going to open in a couple of weeks. So we're very excited. Nice. It's, a, it's a real practice experience. So now you're hitting off real grass and you're looking at a real green with bunkers around it and as opposed to just you know blasting away you Mm -hmm. know have something to aim at and really work out your game i I didn't i I knew there was the uh the renovation i didn't realize you turned the driving range away from the houses (laughs) we turned it about 30 degrees wow was ej hitting too many bombs into people's backyards is that what's going on (laughs) (laughs) that's even something i didn't know about because thinking of all the times that i've played at assiniboine or really any course where it's you know littered with houses along there and th- these houses are not even close for the most part um but yeah i didn't realize that you know legally it still can be put on the golf course it can yeah our one of our past presidents was a lawyer and he uh he uh looked up a number of cases that were mm-hmm. all siding with the homeowners really so, uh, okay. our board at the time said we must do so we can't ignore this right so we offered to put up a fence but the homeowners don't want to look at a giant right. 80 yeah. foot fence so we came up with this plan and they were happy so we're happy oh, well you're lucky yeah i guess you have the space there to do it so yeah, well. in, in a perfect world, we would have a lot more room out there, mm-hmm. um, but we're landlocked, and uh, but we've created a really nice practice experience now for our members. And even the irrigation system, I, that's just got to be a massive project. Do you work with a designer? Or do mm-hmm. you like, how does that get implemented? Yeah, through Craig, uh, uh, our golf course superintendent. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't touched much on Craig, but mm-hmm. uh, nobody takes more pride in the work that he does than Craig McLeod. We are so fortunate to have him. He came to us four years ago, and what he's done with this property is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. He's the type of guy, it was a drought last year. We had no rain whatsoever for weeks on right, end. Yeah. He finds a small mattress. He he puts it in the pump house. He's sleeping there to make sure the uh, irrigation system what? comes on. No way. Yeah. So uh, he's here day and night. I often have to tell him to go home, um, but nobody takes more pride in their work. And uh, as I say, he's totally transformed this property. It is so good out there. And um, But he oversaw, obviously, the uh, irrigation improvements. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done that over time. We've done uh, two to four holes a year for the last few years. I think we have four holes left. We're doing number 15 this year, along with our big uh, 715 renovation project. And I think we have two, um, four left, three or four left after that. But he said without a proper irrigation system, you just you can't make 
make the property as good as it can be. So mm. we made irrigation and drainage a huge priority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's well, what I was going to ask about is drainage yeah. was kind of the other side of that. I mean, last year being a drought and this year being uh, very wet mm-hmm. so far. Okay. Um, and yeah, even in the last two weeks, it's just been torrential downpour so is uh drainage is something you guys have improved as well over we the years? have yeah um we uh, our driest hole out there now used to be our wettest so number eight uh through the mm. trees number eight yep. par four mm. dog leg uh it used to be the wettest hole in the course and now it's one of the driest because we did a forty thousand dollar drainage project last wow. year was it just on that hole or was just that on that oh, hole. Wow, okay. yeah so this stuff isn't cheap but mm-hmm. it's yeah. uh, uh once you do your irrigation then you're able to do the drainage after that um otherwise you you can cut through the the, um, the irrigation system, but mm, right. um, Craig's overseeing that, and uh, in just a few more years, our irrigation system will be totally replaced, and um, he's happy because less breakdowns of irrigation, right. and that was last year where we had to make sure the irrigation system was working properly. <laughs> so how do you balance all these folks that we talk about, superintendents, we got people in the shop, we got, uh, you know, food and beverage. Yep. So how do you keep yourself sane, I guess, is really what I'm trying to ask. It's a challenge <laughs> for sure. But no, as I said, luckily we have a great team, great mm-hmm. staff. Um, but uh, yeah, you just take it a day at a time. Uh, obviously good communication is important. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, our weekly meetings with the management team and uh, yeah, we just try to make sure that uh, each department is uh, contributing to an amazing experience for our members. Has, has hiring been a challenge? Uh, have you heard for any of the, the managers here, just seeing what's been going on with, with COVID and now I guess we can maybe say post-COVID, but have you seen, uh, you know, has it been challenging to, uh, to bring in staff? A little bit. We're having mm-hmm. a little bit uh, tougher time in the kitchen and mm-hmm. maybe on the golf course. Um, servers aren't too difficult to find. As I mentioned, they might be related to a member right, or they yeah. have friends that are working here. Uh, same with the back shop and the pro shop. Not Not too difficult to find workers there. But uh, you can tell uh, last year, especially getting them back to work after CERB was a bit of a challenge. They right. made way more money than on CERB than they right. ever made actually working. So <laughs> uh-huh. it was a challenge, but we have a great, we have a great team here. Well, that's something that uh, Mike and I, we can do for women's league. We can go out there on the bar cart and uh, see what happens. I think you guys would be <laughs> I, good. I, we used to do that. At <laughs> it certainly was fun. I can say that much. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah. yeah. For Uncensored. some complimentary <laughs> golf passes. <laughs> all, works <laughs> all works back to the golf passes. <laughs> we just love golf. What can we say? We enjoy it. We, it I mean, it, it's a testament to uh, as well to, uh, you know, what's been done by Craig and yourself and the team here. And, you know, I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke up your ass. It is, you know, it's mentioned a lot from the people we've had on the pod um the golf course is is fantastic and really is a a treat to play and so yeah we we appreciate uh, you giving us the the time to come down here and chat with you a little bit about it and mike i know you you got some uh, some more there well i had a uh Mm -hmm. i was talking to dq nick earlier oh yes yeah and he, he was just raving about you. Mm. Yeah, any chance he gets, every time I see him, he, he raves about the course. I, I don't see him very often, though, so it's, he rarely <laughs> raves about it. Just kidding. But he, he wrote me a text. He said, best GM in response to you. Best GM in the game. Easiest guy to deal with on a professional basis. Best club atmosphere, thanks to him. Definitely knows how to make a new member feel welcome. And uh, just loves the the course, best 19th hole in the kitchen, mm. in the game. And he's obviously just searching for for a, a lower <laughs> membership fee or something. But no, he, would, he had uh, endless things to say about you and the course. So I appreciate that very much. 
and now he won't give you a cake. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I guess he's, oblo- he's obligated to do it so. Seemed, uh, um, do you watch a lot of professional golf? Was one of my last sure. questions yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, every weekend for sure. Yeah, yeah you're got a little DraftKings, a little. Uh, I'm in some uh, fantasy. Oh, so you're golf. sprinkling a little money on a it too. A little bit yeah. here. Yeah. And there. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good. So do I. And I haven't, I was looking at my, my bet app and I haven't won anything on any of these majors. <laughs> well, it's but. because you keep on thinking that you're betting on one tournament. That's true. And it's that another. That happen. <laughs> but uh, do you got any favorites uh, in the field? Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's a good one. Or is there a pony that you usually uh, yeah. put your money on? Do you have a, a favorite in the professional ranks? Not really, actually. No. Growing up, obviously, uh, John Daly, when he came on mm, the scenes, yep. it was 1991. I was working in the shop. Obviously, John was a, a huge follower of John Daly. Nice. Um, and then, but I'm a big Tiger guy. Mm, uh, yes. Tiger is, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I, I mean, I just wish he can get back out there and compete. We all do. Certainly. But, um, yeah, no, my whole, uh, for the last 20 years, I've been a Tiger Woods guy. Good. I already put money on Tiger to win the Open Championship. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Love it. Love or St. Andrews. Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, was the actual open, not the Scottish open? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you might want to check. I don't think Tiger's playing think, in any of them. No, I think I got that one right. Um, do I dare ask you about your opinion on live? I'm not a fan. No, mm. I appreciate history. Right. Uh, I appreciate Jack and Arnie and Tiger and everything they've done for the game. For these guys leaving, clearly they can't compete anymore. Um, you know, Kepka most recently, maybe he can still compete. But uh, Mickelson was obviously in a tough spot. He has some gambling debt, I'm right, sure. Yeah. And uh, he needed the quick money. So it's okay. But, I mean, I realize where that money's coming from. I think the PGA Tour has done so many good things over the years. A billion dollars to charity, I believe. Uh, it is a little bit interesting today hearing that they all of a sudden have come up with a few hundred million dollars right, that they're going to yeah. add and they're going to create a few more events. Uh, it's a shame that that wasn't um, mm-hmm. maybe given to the players in the first place. So I think Phil Mickelson is accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish, but he doesn't look very good right now. Right. And, um, and the other guys, I, I just don't think they can compete. So it's a way to uh, make some quick money and good for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, I appreciate the history of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ditto. Agreed. Yeah, I'll stay we, neutral. Yeah, we, I mean, I'll take the money or I'll... <laughs> sure, so, uh, you can see both sides. <laughs> and if I was offered a $125 million <laughs> signing bonus, I would right. probably take it. But yeah. but for those guys who are millionaires already and yeah. make so much money off the backs of the PGA Tour, it's it's a, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Well, moving from that to, uh, I think I saw, are you a, you're a Vikings fan? Are you a big Vikings fan? Yeah. So how did that love kind of come about? Uh, maybe just the closest proximity, um, obviously closest Mm -hmm. NFL team. I've been, I've been to a number of games when I was a kid and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I love the Vikings. My dad was a Vikings fan. So, um, yeah, they're my team. Have you been to the new stadium? Not yet, but I'm going this year for oh, sure. Good. Yes. It is beautiful. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, it's an experience. Nice. nice. Definitely an experience. And yeah, I, my wife and I, we went pre-COVID and it was an exhibition game. I think it was against the 49ers. And I didn't realize where I got tickets, but it was in like the nice suite area. And we're in the second row. I had no idea where nice. we were. Like we're literally behind nice. the 49ers bench. <laughs> Who gave yes. you these tickets? I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> how did I end up with these tickets? A, a guest to the podcast? Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> we were like, I was like, how do we, like, where do we go in? Like, I didn't know where to go in. Like, how do we get to receipts? We went in one side of the bowl and another side of the bowl. Like, I don't know where to go. And they're like, oh, I asked someone like, oh, you're this way. And it's like this beautiful, like, 
purple colors and i was like holy shit you get your own bar here like there's two bars there's you got alumni in the back i'm like what tickets oh we're second row cool but uh, just just getting to experience football it's also frightening that close because you get to hear oh sure hear the sounds of the you know the cracking of the helmets um but anyways yeah definitely yeah go go check it out do not pass that up if you get to go this year we'll do the vikings are going all the way this year (laughs) you heard it here you heard it here yeah (laughs) new d-line we're ready to go <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, the one thing I wanted to ask was this mm. Segway transporters. You still got oh. those? We have them. Yeah. Now, it's a great concept. Um, mm-hmm. Our young guys love them, but they are a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Speaking my language. Every single member <laughs> who've tried it, um, like they're fantastic. You hop on, away you go. And once you get the hang of it, you probably have to use them two or three rounds. And then, you know, it's it's very, they're very easy to use. Mm. Every single member that have gotten on one has fallen. Oh, no. So normally they get going okay, and then they feel very comfortable on them. They get to hole 12 or something, and I've got this master's. It's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. They get going too fast. They hit a little bump. The thing spins them. It basically bucks you off. Right. And we had one member. He went right over the handlebars, Whoa. broke the three heads right off his woods. Oh, no. Oh, my god! And he cut himself up. Oh, and it, no. So no. before they take them, they sign a waiver. Okay, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah. Tra- yeah I was we say try to train background. every member who takes one. <laughs> And we say, do not go fast because you will fall off. Uh, they never believe us, and away they go. But uh, they're fun. Uh, I uh, I'll use them, uh, you know, once in a while for sure when I can get out. And nice. uh, we have members that take them regularly because they enjoy it. But. Uh, it's a fun experience. You guys will have to try them. So it segues sure. like with handlebars. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. you simply okay. lean forward to go forward, oh, okay. lean back to slow down, uh, lean left and, that, and turn. And there's right like left. a holder for your bag. Oh yeah, that, right? the bag yeah. is sitting right beside you. Yeah. yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, and there's a holder for your phone and for a drink and if that's all. It's fantastic. It's extremely well designed yeah. by guys here in Winnipeg. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Wasp cool. Industries. Yeah, and okay. and uh, it's great. I have but to get We don't promote it to anybody over the age of. 50 or 60 to be honest yeah. because they just uh, they fall off so has Garth tried it <laughs> <I>, no no <laughs> that's <laughs> sorry Garth he's not coming on the show anymore alright fair enough <laughs> well that's pretty cool yeah I was gonna say you should have uh, on Sunday nice lessons for the the, the wasp sure. uh, they're, they're a, it's a young man's that transport. one's a young man's game for mm, sure okay yeah. interesting yeah because I've kind of seen them and I've you know just the amount of technology and I didn't have this in my notes but even for not to date you, but you kind of already dated yourself for as long as you've been in the game, <laughs> yeah. just how the technology has changed and how do you guys no keep doubt. up with it? Yeah, no doubt. You mean uh, like golf clubs and things? Whether it's and, golf yeah, clubs, sure. whether it's, you know, balls, whether it's, you know, segways that you're riding, like no do you, are you getting pitched constantly by companies or like, how does that work? Oh yeah, for sure. The latest one is scooters. So we're actually oh, okay. looking at these, these scooters that might be next, that, but I mm. hear they can be a little bit dangerous as well. Oh, of so, course. That's uh, uh, fin scooters. Is that the one? Or that's one of them for sure yeah. yeah i think there's a number of companies coming out now with with these golf scooters it makes sense so uh, you can play mm-hmm. probably quicker and if all four guys have one and um so we might look into that in the near future less damage to the course i'm sure as a sales pitch or sure. is, yeah. yeah yeah as long They're as people aren't than a falling golf off for sure yeah. <laughs> 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 that's good mm-hmm. that's exciting yeah. it is yeah I don't know if you had any more there, Mike, or if you had any more in your notes. I think you were the most prepared person we have oh, had. Yeah. So it speaks to, uh, you know, the general manager in you and sure, uh, the potential sure. RCMP candidate. Uh, and it's as, this oh, yeah. is impressive. Corey has more sheets than I do. Yeah, that's, which is, <laughs> that in itself is a record, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. 
No, I, uh, nothing else here. Do you got anything else you want to share before we get into the back nine? Mm-hmm. No, I, but I've been, I'm prepared for this. Okay. I'm actually okay. a little okay. nervous for I know, the back yeah, nine lightning this. round. Yeah, it's all right. You'll, you'll be all right. Uh, we're going to jump into the back nine lightning round. It is for Bryce Malachewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. We also have his info in our show notes. And a shout out, they made a new website. New website, mm-hmm. so now the link works. I think it was. I don't think it was down for too long. No, but, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I usually I usually check, but for like a month I haven't. So Go sorry, check Bryce. Him out. And he actually has a fax number on the. Yeah, now he's there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of all the people trying to fax him. Thanks, fax Mike. Is uh, his <laughs> office number? So uh, get at him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's a he's a smart guy, and he can he can give you some good tips. Turbulent times right now in the, in the market, so he can help you navigate them. Uh, CJ, is it? Anyone call you CJ? Yeah, a number of a number of people. CJ, CJ before yeah. EJ, yeah. so hey, yeah. there you go. A Kojo, is that a, any? No. Uh, no, no, no Kojo. <laughs> well, I was one of my. It was CJ, EJ. You got AC, SK, right. yeah. TK, AS, JR. I don't know what it is with <laughs> golf and initial nicknames. Oh, take it. My my initials are MS. Maybe not the best. <laughs> not won't fly. <laughs> My middle initial is M, so it could be MM. MMS. MMS. Mass Messaging Service like instead a, of SMS. Sounds like a ship. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, let's get into it then. Have you ever got a hole in one? Yes. Number five here at Breezy. Nice. Mm, pre, Seven uh, iron, uh, the pre-renovation. Okay. Yeah, this goes back probably 20 years. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was on. Uh, it was a Tuesday night men's league. Uh, it was cut out by a two net one, so I didn't even make any money. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. But it was nice to get the hole in one. Say I've done it. I was going to say that would be an expensive night. Either way, or it was expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. The... I was assistant pro at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, very. A couple hundred dollar bill at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, we've heard uh, some courses have the hole in one insurance, so you you pay into that and. Then and the course will cover your... Sure, yeah. Uh, we haven't done that. We'll, we'll look into that. Not enough that, hole-in-ones. Not enough good golfers, apparently, at we, Breezy. <laughs> we do about... Uh, there's about 12 to 15 hole-in-ones a year here at the club. We've had three wow. this year. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, who was it? Somebody was here. Maybe it was somewhere else. Anyways, the opening hole... It was opening day of the hole, and they got a hole in one. It was our fifth, oh, right. fifth green. We open it for our men's closing golf tournament. We put a ten thousand dollar hole in one cash prize mm-hmm. on it. The first guy to hit hit a four iron right into the hole. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, John Abed, one of our members, knocked it in, won ten thousand dollars. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah last oh, week one of our members was playing in a golf tournament, Missouri Hospital Golf Tournament, and uh, knocked it in on the fifth hole as well. Mike Sadowski Jr. His name is Jeez. he owns uh, Crown Spas. He, uh, and he won a two-year lease for a Cadillac. So it does happen, for sure. Cool. Yeah. I, don't know who, five. I don't know who told us that story. I don't remember that either. John, that might have been on our social media, Instagram. Oh, maybe. I don't know if you saw it. Did Kern, uh, or would Kearns have told us that? I don't know. He might have. Maybe, yeah. He designed the whole. Maybe he designed it too easy. I think so, yeah. He designed it because we were saying, <laughs> I think I had asked... Could we get a? Could you design a hole to uh, for us to easily get a hole in one or something? <laughs> well, I thought uh, there there actually is almost like a, a pin placement on that on that green now 
that's over the bunker. So it's, I forget how long it is, like 150, depending what tees you're playing, somewhere around there. But, you know, there's this huge bunker. And then just over the bunker is usually where I've seen the pin anyways. Yeah. And it seems like almost balls kind of funnel back down there if you if you hit it just right. There but if you, you miss, go, there you go. if you miss, you're screwed. <laughs> like you're either over yeah. in the bunker, like you're screwed. But if you hit it just right, I think you can get it. So there, maybe that's the hole for you, Mike. Maybe and Maybe is. for me too. Because maybe I, it is. I haven't yeah. got one yet. Because I like to shoot it at the pin. Regardless, the pros tell me to hit it at the middle of the green. Um, <laughs> What uh, CJ? What's your uh, preferred golf ball brand or model? I think we well, might know I, this. it is TaylorMade now, the TP5X. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm also a Pro V1 guy. Oh, mm. yes. Which is, I think, it's pretty typical. The Although two, Titleist, I think, is starting best, to come back around. Yeah, yeah, the two best golf golf balls for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Both are great Both. equally. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rob McMillan. Yes. Who, uh, we haven't had on And EJ, yet. who's probably listening. He is. Mm-hmm. He's probably here behind he us. Actually, he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's men's night tonight. He, they said he was seven under through 14. Oh, come on. Oh, so he probably gosh. blew up. Yeah, well. <laughs> probably blew up. I know, I know how he you plays. You got live stats on your phone? <laughs> uh, there was a bunch of texts going on because he was playing really well. Oh, wow. He probably knew we were here. He was <laughs> seven under through 15. Holy smokes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Too bad. What round? Did, well, is there... I don't know if that's one of your questions. He on shot there, 65, okay. 18 greens yeah, well, in regulation. Really, yeah. Wow. I guess what's the, were you going to say what's the course yeah. record? Yeah. The course record is 62. Yeah. Ooh. Happened during the uh, Manitoba Open when it used to be played here wow. in the early 90s. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. That's low. Maybe one day we'll get, I think that was Cockrell's lowest round in a tournament was 62. Yes. Yeah. He was here the other day, shot 67. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Nice I think play. he was playing with Pete Moore and I was texting Pete right. and yeah. he's like, I almost had him. Oh yeah. He was so he, happy yeah. that he shot 68. Yeah. Pete, Peter's playing well this year. Which is, yeah, good to hear. I mean, Golf by still, Pete. And yep. AC probably played well because we had just talked. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all yeah, the guys, the they're session. getting a bump from the pod. <laughs> yeah. EJ, just the latest. This might be a biased answer for you um what is your favorite course to play in manitoba wow um you can you know say what? breezy but you well, don't have to. of course but uh <laughs> no you know what i love hecla hecla is probably my number mm. one it feels like you're the only one out there with the tall trees right. and it's such a great golf course yes. uh, i like clear lake as well falcon is nice we have some amazing golf courses in in the province granite hills although it's pretty difficult for the average player but uh, it's fun to play once in a while mm-hmm. um yeah so no uh, hecla is definitely my number Hecla, one Hecla, nice we love it We've been out there a few mm-hmm. times and yeah. hoping to get out there uh, this mm-hmm. summer. If uh, Maddie yeah, Lavino uh, ever can uh, lock it lock down in three days to get out of town here, <laughs> but he's a busy guy. He's a very busy guy. <laughs> I just absorbed a new territory. Congrats. <laughs> uh, do you have a bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played and you're hoping to get out to? In Manitoba, um, mm-hmm. you know what? I haven't played Oak Island yet. I hear it's really nice. Mm. Um, other than that, I, I think I've played uh, most of the golf courses that, I, that I'd mm-hmm. like to Mike's play. got the hookups for Oak Island. Yes. Shout mm-hmm. out to uh, Andrea and Les. Uh, they hosted us a few weeks ago. Right. And, and the Fireball it. Whiskey. And the Fireball Whiskey. They <laughs> have them in these little uh, in little Yeah, bottles. single serve now. Yeah, we've got <laughs> yeah. them. Those are good sellers. People love to oh, yeah. just take All right, them on so the course. All right, so over. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we, we probably had like... Between eight of us or nine of us and the two days, three rounds we were there, we consumed... 
25 of these small little mm. bottles. They're dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. coolers on the, on the, on the cart. So we just, you know, we'd buy around, throw them in there nice. and then somebody gets a birdie or a, a par or a bogey or a double bogey. <laughs> have you ever uh, smoked a fireball before? No. What is that? Well, we'll what have is to show called? you one. Yeah, what is, how, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I'm intrigued. <laughs> we'll what kind of things do we'll you do? We'll have to show you one day. But <laughs> yeah, is that a members only thing? <laughs> smoked a fireball. Uh, well, yeah, we'll have to uh, come on down to Breezy to figure that one we out. We have a lot of fun here at the pen. <laughs> Good. Uh, does your bartender do that, or is uh, I'm still yeah. um, very puzzled? Uh, I can't wait to out. show you. Um, where am I here? Where are we? <laughs> what would be? Uh, what's your most memorable course that you've ever played? Do you do any golf tourism? Sure. Yeah. Well, I've played uh, Torrey Pines, which was wow. really really nice. Very nice. Uh, Conway Farms in Chicago was great. Okay. Uh, Bam Springs. I've played a lot of. Um, Courses in Canada, of course. Royal Montreal was nice. Uh, Shaughnessy in Vancouver. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been very fortunate to get to get around Canada, especially to play a lot of nice courses. Nice. You got one that, what's at the top? What's at the Well, uh, the my, my top for sure, well... This is this you can is, play uh, favorites. It's okay. Yeah. It's a tough one. <laughs> I played thirty six holes at Cabot, so I played both oh, courses, wow. and that, those are definitely one two. Yeah. Cabot Links was number one. Cabot Cliffs number two. Fox Arbor and just outside of uh, Halifax is really mm-hmm. nice private right. club. Um, Red Tail in London. I've been very fortunate to play some yeah. nice golf courses nice. for sure, but. Cabot, if you've never been, oh, you, everybody no, has to go my, there. It's mm-hmm. the Pebble Beach of the North, they say, mm-hmm. and it is amazing. Yeah, like you can see the ocean on him almost every single hole. JR, I know we have to do it. And yeah. you lived out there. I lived out there, and I, don't know, I never went to the Cape. I'm kicking myself that I never went. Did they build that uh, fiber wire cable you were talking about? Right, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a whole thing. <laughs> Apparently they were going to ruin the view of the, from the course yeah. or something. Oh, no. Yeah, this, uh, Fiber wire cable or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then people need internet. They do. <laughs> when you play golf, you need, a, you need a internet. Yeah, well, I've, I've heard it's, it's just in, it's in literally in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. kind of just show up and you're like, oh, Here we are. this is yeah. the most serene environment but I've ever seen. It and, truly is amazing. Yeah. For sure. Do you have a, a bucket list course anywhere in the world that you haven't played that you're... You're hoping to get out to when you get some time. I guess I'd like to play Pebble, and uh, I mean Augusta is just not reasonable. But I yeah, obviously everyone would <laughs> like to play Augusta know. National. I, yeah, I think we've said it enough on the pod. So we're, I think we're going to do a tour with the freezer truck, and we're just going to show up with yeah. everyone who's been on the pod and say, "Listen, no, we're coming on." I've been to the Masters twice. <laughs> oh, and it really? Truly okay. Is heaven on really? earth? You wow. just can't believe it. Every there's not a blade of grass out of place. The grass actually looks fake because it's so perfect. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's just. How'd you get down there? Yeah. Uh, I was able to go uh, through Club Car. Oh, okay. Club Always the Club guy. Car. Yeah. yeah. Sandy Curcibo has talked about yeah. the Club Car hookup. Yeah, for and, sure. Mm-hmm. So, JR, we just got to buy 50 Club yes. Cars <laughs> and we'll get invited <laughs> to the, the Masters. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing place. You got to get there. Did you yeah. go? I mean, anybody can go and get on through into the practice rounds. They mm-hmm. said there's so many people selling tickets on the main stretch there. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, like yeah, scalpers? Tickets are scalpers, are, okay. but they're all nice. legit. It's $500 a day, basically, mm-hmm. and you can get in and... Uh, just walk Good the grounds and Good even watching them hit balls on the range and um, and and I and yeah and I heard that sometimes 
or that could even be more enjoyable when they, you know, than a Sunday round right. because you're not going right. to see the full course. And depending on what you want to see, yeah. do you no, want to see get pros closer play to the or professionals right. and yeah. walk the whole course? And, right. Yeah. I'd rather watch on TV on Sunday. And, yeah. 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 You'd never know. Did, were you there for the full week? Kind we of were thing, there for or? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So yeah. Yeah. Practice rounds Monday, Tuesday, the par three contest on Wednesday. Whew. Saw Jack Arnie and Gary Player come through yeah, in the par wow. three contest in 2010. Wow. That was great. And did you see John Daly at the Hooters Park? Oh, we sure did. Got, a, got our picture with John. Bought a couple t-shirts. Nice. That was great. That's awesome. That's good. Well, we'll have to go now yeah. that we know now that we, we know can that. Get That's good insight. Tickets. Now, yeah. You can get. I was looking on the internet too, uh, sure. like some of the tournament rounds. Uh, where you know, thousand dollars, two thousand. Okay. Sunday is probably like three to sure. five thousand, depending on who's. One of our members is on. Uh, I guess he was on the list, and he gets passes every single wow. year to the actual tournament. Yeah, every single year. Yeah, and he'll often sell them off for five thousand dollars a day. Jeez, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. That's what I read about. And then you, you have to give it back. It's like a physical pass. And you right. you sell it, yeah. and they have to they give better it back. They bring it back like to you. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. It's not like some PGA tour card that oh, there right. is no physical <laughs> card. Maybe there is. It's a QR <laughs> code. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we just laminated ours. But, right. uh, I'll move on here. Uh, we spoke about the low round on the course. Uh, what would be your career low round? Uh, my low round is... Uh, 60, 68 here, 66 mm. at Tuxedo. How about that? Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> this hey. was back in the day when we played provincial high school uh, every day. Yes, yeah, that's where we played high school uh, golf too. Yeah. So we, David tuxedo. Woods and I won the uh, championship back in, well, way back, but uh, that was the good old days. What high, high school was that yeah, with? Westwood Collegiate. Westwood wow. Collegiate, look at this. Are you still in the area, I'm guessing? I'm or in Charleswood now. Or, yeah. oh, okay. Sure. Across the river. Across the river, yeah. the dirty river. I guess we're on the <laughs> other side of the river here. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> shout out to Westwood, our listeners from Westwood. Yes. <laughs> Many uh, friends out that way. So, shout out uh, to Chris Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> the alumni of Westwood. Uh, um, uh, so wild card question. I'm going to set the scene mm-hmm. here. Uh, you're, at, you're in Canada Life Center enjoying an NHL hockey game. Jets are playing the Oilers up by one, 11 minutes to go. McDavid's buzzing around. He's looking to tie the game. The group of friends, the group group of fans in front of you start the wave, oh. <laughs> slowly gaining momentum around the boil. The bull It's coming to you. Do you join in? Never, <laughs> never. The wave should only be done if you're up two or three goals. The game is done. Mm-hmm. No, they should be ashamed of themselves. I completely a agree. One goal game. Are you your tie I game? Are you kidding agree. me? Like, yeah. Oh no! I'll actually say to them, "You can't be doing the wave right now. Sit down." <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, it bothers me. <laughs> this year was ex- especially oh. bad, and I know Andrew Hustler Patterson, mm-hmm. who's a member here, mm-hmm. uh, who talks about the course every day on Winnipeg yeah. Sports Talk and shows their lovely drone video footage. Sure. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's an anti-wave oh, activist, too. And uh, <laughs> I as I am as well. It was funny. Mm-hmm. I videoed these kids, and they were trying to start the wave, and I posted it on my Instagram. <laughs> and then turns out somebody knew the kids were like, that's my brother. And they're like, well, <laughs> he shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> like, but uh, So yeah. I hear the comment is it's... 
that they just want to have a good time and it's yes. improving the atmosphere. And it's the only, sadly, like the, the Canada's Life Centre is not what it used to be. The atmosphere, people, you know, it's like a library in there most games now. And that's the sad part. And they feel like they have to do the wave to get everybody into mm. it. But... Um, no, there was nothing like the first five years of certainly of uh, Jets games certainly, where every yes. game was loud and the fans were into it. Now they only get into it to do the wave when they shouldn't. <laughs> right, right. I would, and and I think True North has heard that those grumblings and obviously have witnessed it by people dropping their season ticket holders. Yeah, I'm still a sucker that's paying for them, but I feel like they've improved the uh, the fan experience a little bit mid way through last year and hopefully continue to through this year and yeah. hopefully provide a better on ice product too and that'll be the key for sure let's hope, they, yeah. uh, let's hope there's an announcement in the next couple of days of a new coach and uh and then they'll start improving you uh you're on the trots watch i you, sure am yeah mm, yeah that could be good sure any any player movements do you think that they should make in this in this well season? i would imagine that either safely or wheeler is going to have to go hmm one of the two. That's not bold. Both. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. That's good. Wow. I mean, maybe you can be the backup with the amount of reps you're putting <laughs> yeah, in there as goalie. My goodness. That's, I just want one. a lot of hockey you're playing. I just the, want uh, one practice with those guys. <laughs> one practice is all I want. The e-bug or whatever they call it. That's yes, right. Emergency yeah, yeah, backup yeah. goalie. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's good. Yeah, I wanted to get that Jets talk in there because I know you're right, a, a yeah. Jets fan. Uh, so our, our, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round, what is your favorite condiment? My favorite condiment? Yeah. yeah. Well, you probably have some delicious eats here. What, yeah. are, you, what are you slapping on the burgers or I the dogs? I think I got to go with the uh, Frank's hot sauce. Frank's oh, wow. I'm a hot sauce guy. Right, yeah. I go. love hot sauce. Chalk yeah. it up there. And yeah, related to this, what would be like the your most favorite dish here at uh, Breezy? Well, I'm a vegetarian, mm -hmm. so I'm going with the veggie flatbread, but uh, we are known for our breezy burgers mm -hmm. and uh, our uh, chicken burgers. Uh, again, we have uh, we have a large menu. We have 65 menu items. Uh, a lot of the clubs don't wow. don't have that many, so uh, we're, we're proud of the, the food here, and uh, we're very fortunate to have a great chef. So um, I rarely get complaints about our food, so that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and smoking fireballs, apparently. <laughs> so we've, we've heard it. We've heard it all. Oh, yeah, I don't. Know. I think that's going to be the one thing that's going to stick with us throughout this whole thing. So we appreciate that. We can put that on the cake. Yeah, we'll put that on the cake. <laughs> we will. Uh, that was the uh, back nine lighting round for Bryce Malashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. And we also mentioned the Nicky Nicky group of DQs. You mentioned them a lot, and yeah, we're probably going to mm -hmm. put the smoke fireball on yeah. uh, on the cake there. We're going to get you an eight inch custom DQ cake. You can check them out. DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can also follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. Well, this was awesome. We really appreciate it. Um, if there's anything else you want to get off your chest, please speak now or forever hold your peace. No, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, you guys are doing a great thing for golf in well, Manitoba, so keep it up. Well, we appreciate that. Now let's go smoke much. some fireballs. Smoke some fireballs. <laughs> and you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot.
JR. We have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.